real issues, real life, real talk about a real God with the real sisters. And while some things are new, there is one thing that will never change. Your love, chosen, beautiful, and enough. Welcome to Real Talk Today. Hey, hey, it is your girl here. Be real and I'm checking in with another moment. In the meantime, hoping that your day, your week, your month has gotten off to an amazing start. You know what I'm saying? And if it has not, it's all right because you still got some time left in the day, in the week, in the month, and even this year for everything to be exactly what it is that you're hoping it's going to be. Um, it's really just about our perspective and staying focused and holding on to, you know, our promises and you know just keeping a good positive attitude and you know sometimes it's like I don't want to give him a good attitude I get that completely and that's why we're here with our moments in the meantime that will um give you the boost that you may need all right so I'm hoping hoping and praying that you are doing okay I am by my lonely on this particular episode so this this might be our midweek push if it is welcome to the midweek push ladies and gentlemen (laughs) um but yes um it's just me checking in the good sisters will be back together either later this week or at the top of next week not really sure on that yet but we shall return we have definitely missed you guys we were together all i think last week or the week before we were together and um we did not record because we were just hanging out and having a really good time and so yes but we did miss you and this episode guys it is delayed but it is not denied amen hallelujah thank you jesus we give god the praise on today yes (laughs) all right but anywho um so it's just me right um in my mind this episode won't be very long um but at the same time if you know me then you know this episode could still be long because I like to talk, even if I'm talking by myself. All right. But, um, yes, I just, I hope y'all are doing good. Like genuinely, I be thinking about y'all all the time. Um, literally those of you that I do know, those of you that I don't know who listens, thank y'all for listening. I really do think about you guys a lot. Um, y'all have helped us, um, reach some, some little peaks in our downloads and I was like really excited about it. I tell people all the time that when I started this when I started this podcast, right? I honestly had no idea that, that people would actually listen and I didn't think they would actually download the episodes and all that, let alone give us feedback about them, you know. So every time somebody listens, every time I see um, that somebody else has downloaded it, every time I see um, multiple downloads at a time, I'm just a little bit blown away because I just remember thinking, like, I'm going to do this, but who really going to listen? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we be doubting ourselves, right? Y'all know that imposter syndrome that we talked about a few weeks ago. It will set in. But you guys have been so consistent in listening, and it really encourages us and motivates us to, like, keep talking, okay? So thank y'all so much, really and truly, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, seriously. Um, so yeah, it's some things on my heart today, a couple things um, that God just really was sharing with me that I really hope and pray I can convey it. 
hope that I can make it make sense the way, you know, it made sense in my head. But it's just a couple things. Um, <laughs> Now, this is from Daniel chapter 3, right? Um, The three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abilago. <laughs> uh, did it? it? Alright, um, I don't know if y'all laughed or not. Um, But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abilago, the three Hebrew boys. Anyway, um, I'm going to give y'all the Cliff Notes version because it's about 30 verses in this chapter. And... Who not going to read all these verses is me. I'm just not going to be able to do it, okay? Um, But I will encourage you, you know, to go through, read it for yourself. um, Get you a little, you know, some study time and see what the Lord will tell you. Because he may tell you something that he didn't tell me. And if that be the case, hit me up because I be wanting to know. Um, I think, like, I really want the people, I really want people, period, to understand like how cool the Bible really is. Like it be some stuff in there that really have you like, huh, okay. Um, so many gems and life lessons are just tucked away in those chapters. You know what I'm saying? So I just really at the end of the day be hoping that <laughs> by keeping it as hot as possible, keeping it as real as possible, as honest and as open as possible, that you know it'll encourage somebody to say, you know what, let me read this Bible and see, see what I can find in here for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't think, I don't think it is no point to me. I could be wrong, but I just don't think it's a point in having the Bible, reading the Bible. If I'm not going to be able to apply this to my daily life, you know what I'm saying? I'm not interested in just this is just me, but I'm just not interested in just reading some stories that happened back in the day. Um, if ain't no way this finna apply to my life in no form or fashion, that may not be, you know, correct, religiously correct, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But in my mind, I just be like, if we're not about to apply this to my life, if we're not about to, you know, show me how to have a better life from reading this, then I, I'm okay. Right. So I think because God knows me, uh, he he often has just taken what's in the Bible and has just really made it just apply to my daily life, like apply to real life situations. And so that's why, you know, real talk today is a thing. That's why we exist so that we can share those things with you guys and keep it as real as possible. Bring it to your front door. That is what this is all about. So um sitting up the other day and I'm like, all right, you know, and I had a thought come to me. And so most times my thought will lead me to a passage in the Bible. Um, I'm not, I have not read the Bible cover to cover. (laughs) I, um, yeah, like honestly, like the way me and God, the way we set up, you know, it just be a thought that come to my head and then I'll Google it. Then when I Google it, I see that it's a verse. And now I'm like, mm, let me check that out. So, yeah, I don't, don't ever be listening to our episodes like, dang, like, they really know God and I don't. Like, trust me, it's, the process ain't as deep as you may think it is for me, okay? So, <laughs> wherever you are with your walk with Jesus, just keep walking because, you know, yes, amen. But, yes, um, so, share wrecking them, right? Um, so they love the Lord as I do, you know, as you do. Right. And 
King Nebuchadnezzar and his associates, his people, they decided, hey, we're going to build a statue. All right, we're going to build a statue. We're going to build a statue. And at a certain time of the day, everybody need to bow down to the statue. This is, you know, our God. So we're dealing with some idolatry. You know what I'm saying? And at some point or another, you know, we have all been tempted to make gods out of something. All right. Um, You can be making a God out of your job, out of your boyfriend, out of your husband. You can be making an idol out of your, you know, you know, just whatever, whatever it is that you like, whatever it is that you love, whatever it is that you have found to be important, you know, I, idolatry is a real thing, you know, and we make idols out of things all the time. Um, some people make an idol out of their phone. Um, you can make an idol out of anything. Sometimes here's the thing. You can make an idol out of your ministry. For those, you know, who do ministry, you can make that into an idol. So, you know, sometimes when you look at it and you think about idolatry and you think about like, why would they build a statue and say, hey, we're going to bow down to this thing? You know, as stupid as it sounds in today's time, that's just what was hot in their culture. Right. But. You know, for us, it could be the shade room. Like, you know, made an idol out of the shade room. Uh, at a certain time of the day, I bow down to whatever going on on the shade room Instagram page. You know, just anything. And <laughs> I'm not saying that shade room is a bad thing because, let me tell you something, I follows the shade room. All right. But, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that sometimes, you know, we be reading the Bible, we get kind of judgmental. Like, that was stupid to build an idol out of that, you know, blah, blah. But, hey, at different times or another, we have all made an idol out of something, all right? At different times or another, we have all put something before God. And, yes, all right, so we're going to be honest in that notion right there, all right? But um, that's really not what I wanted to talk about, but it just kind of came up, so... Boom, there it is for whoever may have needed that little tidbit right there. But they decide, hey, we're going to build this um, statue right here and then... We're going to bow down to it, okay? And so you had Sherrick, Meshach, and Abednego, three Hebrew boys, who said, oh, absolutely not. I will not be bowing down to that statue, okay? So what happens, like I said, guys, you can definitely go back and read it on your own. You know what I'm saying? Because reading these 30 verses is just not the move for me on today. All right. But what happens is um, word gets out that they're not bowing down. Okay. So the king, he mad. He like rah, rah. Like, yo, y'all heard what's up. Y'all know that y'all need to be bowing down at this particular time. And so they're like, well, no, we're not going to do it. So what happens is once they, you know, take their stand and say, hey, we're not going to bow down to this, then they are threatened. Okay, they are threatening. They say, all right, well, if you don't worship it, if you don't worship um, this statue, then what's going to happen, you're going to be thrown into a blazing furnace. Okay, um, and then they ask him the question. I think this is like verse 15. It says, what God can save you from my power then? Like, if you won't bow down to my power, then I'm going to lock you in this fiery furnace. And then I want to know what God is going to save you from my power at that time. That's how Nebuchadnezzar is talking to the three Hebrew boys. He is very sure that they got him all messed up by not bowing down to this statue. And the three Hebrew boys are like, okay. We hear you talking, but we not bound down to that statue. You know what I'm saying? And so they respond by saying, 
this is verse 17. They say, if our God whom we honor can save us from a blazing furnace and from your power, he will. Okay. And then they say, but if he doesn't, you should know your majesty will never honor your gods or worship the gold statue that you set up. So I'm just, you know, thinking on these things and I'm thinking about the stand that they were able to take. Um, like I said, this is their culture at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like stat building statues and building altars and different things like that. That was what they did like in that time. And so they were able to say, hey, I get it, but... I'm not bowing down. Like, if you want to bow down to it, if, you know, this is what you want to worship, that's fine. But as for us, we're not going to bow down to this statue. Like, no, we're not going to make a God out of this. We already have a God that we're serving um, who happens to be the true and living God. And no, we're not going to bow down to this. And so the first thing that I just want to share with you guys and just really um, it was a reminder to me to, hey, stick to your guns. You know what I'm saying? Um, stick to your guns. This world that we're living in, this culture is, you know, it's majority rules, okay? Um, we live in a, you know, what's it called? A democracy. So it's literally, you know, majority rules, okay? Um, if the masses say that this is right, then it's right. Um, if you happen to not be in the masses, <laughs> then you are, you know, you wrong. That's the world that we're living in. But even in times such as these, you know, and it's, it was encouraging for me to just go back and look at it and see that it's the same. It was the same way, you know, back in those Bible days, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is nothing new under the sun. Like this is nothing new to God. So, you know, I'm just looking and I'm thinking about culture and how, um, how it's so easy for you to get canceled. Um, I, I made a um, story on Instagram the other day and I was like, God, you know, I was like, I don't want to get famous because I'm going to get canceled quickly because I rarely agree with culture. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm just going to, I don't really want to specifically say the things that were really on my mind at that particular time. But if you just look at the things that we as a culture have deemed to be right and the things that we fight for now and the things that matters most to us, um, it can or cannot align with what the Lord has commanded of us. And so sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You got to stick to your guns. And I mean this when it comes to your spirituality. And I also mean it just very practically. Like stick to your guns. Stick to your convictions. How do you truly feel about this? You know what I'm saying? Um, if it's the way you want to do business. Um, you know, because here's a good example for entrepreneurs. There's kind of like this one, two, um, three step way to do things now when they say you know this is how you need to market your business this is the way you need to be promoting yourself you need to do this on social media you have to do that you need to be posting at least three times a day you need to um you know what I'm saying? You need to make sure you got a course that you can sell. You know, just all of these different rules to the way you need to do entrepreneurship or even the whole notion that like 
um, what what people be saying, like, no sleep, um, late night, early mornings, and all this stuff like that, really thinking that that is the way that you're supposed to do everything. Now, I'm not saying that it ain't the way, you know what I'm saying? But you may have a different conviction. When it comes to me, um, running my businesses, I'm not cool working on films, you know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds cool, you know, hustle all day, rah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Team, no sleep, I sleep when I die. No, actually, I want to sleep tonight. Actually, I want to be in the bed by like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Um, actually, I want to wake up at about maybe 9, you know what I'm saying? Get my day started then. Like, what, like... You know, this entire notion that you have to do things the way culture tells you to do it. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you personally may want to go against the grain and say no. So, like, even personally speaking, when it comes to entrepreneurship for me, I don't feel like I got to be stressed out every day. I don't feel like I got to be out here not getting sleep in order to be successful. Like, I talked to God about that. Like, hey, God, you called me into a life of entrepreneurship and I believe in myself and I believe that you are with me, that you're inside of me. And I believe the promises you have made me. And I believe you, God, will give me a strategy that I will be able to be successful. And I believe that we can do this with a bedtime. I believe <laughs> I believe we can do this with healthy boundary set. I believe that I can be successful and still have time to talk to my family and still have time to talk to my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like we get so caught up in the movement of things and the hustle and the bustle and being able to say like, rah, 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 I did this team, no sleep and all that stuff like that. And it's just like, that's what culture is saying. But as for me, as for any business I own, absolutely not. And God was reminding me like, stick to your guns. You don't have to do it the way everyone else is doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that may not be your story. You you may just go to your job. Some people, okay, here's another example. Some people feel like working on a job because everybody is not called to entrepreneurship and that's okay. I want the world to be okay with that too because everybody be like, oh, I got to do this and that. But sometimes, you know, we still need some people who work like jobs, like we still need people that work at the supermarket. We still need people who are going to work at the doctor's office. Like we still need some people to, you know what I'm saying? Like keep they nine to five. So that's why you really have to be listening to what God is instructing you to do. You know what I'm saying? But even when it comes to like your nine to five, right? Some people really feel like, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to, because you may have leadership that's not so good on your job, right? And so you can be an employee and you can, while you're not, this is not your business, you can still stick to your guns and say, I'm going to work a job where I'm respected. I'm going to work a job where my mental health is prioritized. I'm going to work a job where... Um, if somebody died, they ain't calling me in after 12 hours off. You know what I'm saying? Because some people really have these jobs where it's like, I don't care what's going on in your life. We need you here. And so sometimes you have to work these jobs. You have to do what you got to do, right? I get that. I completely understand. But I wholeheartedly believe in sticking to your guns and saying like, no, I don't have to put up with any and everything so that I can have this particular job. You know what I'm saying? I believe that it, by sticking to your guns, that God will lead you into either a job that values you 
in a better way. Or he will, by sticking to your guns, he'll shift the leadership around where it's not so tedious and that it becomes a work environment that is feasible. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a matter of, and this point is taking longer than I thought it would take, but I hope y'all get what I'm saying. But sometimes we just have to stick to our guns. Like, and like I said, that could be, you know, professionally, um, romantically, like stick to your guns, girl, homeboy, if you listening, like, what are your boundaries? What don't need to be happening? And you need to stick to those guns. You know what I'm saying? Um, because a lot of, when we get to bending and we get to, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of, you know, once you bend a little bit and eventually you're going to start folding, you know what I'm saying? And so what I just really liked about, um, these three Hebrew boys was that like, even though everybody else was doing it, they said, no, no, I won't. We won't. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. So just stick to your guns. Everybody else may be okay with it, but if you know deep down in your gut that this don't feel good, you know what I'm saying? This don't feel right. This is not agreeing with my spirit. My heart don't like that. Like, I didn't like that. That I don't, mm -mm, don't want to do that no more. I don't want that to happen again. Like, stick to your guns and be okay with it, even if you're standing by yourself, okay? So, that was one thing that I really, really, really um, just really pulled out from that. Like, no, stick to your guns. Everybody else is bowing down to this doggone statue, and they say, absolutely not. We will not, okay? And so, the next thing he said, or they said, there was like, you know, all right, cool. If we don't do it, you're going to throw us into the furnace. All right, cool. And so King Nebuchadnezzar, he's like, you know, so what God is going to save you then? And so they already know who their God is. You know, and they're like, look, 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 check it out. Look, <laughs> he going to deliver us or he not. That's basically what they said. Okay. They said, even if he doesn't, you should know that we're never going to worship the idol that you have set up, even if he doesn't. And so I was just thinking, <laughs> about that even if he doesn't you know they had so much faith in God that he would deliver them right but they also knew you know it was kind of like you know but if he doesn't you know just know that you know we still not gonna bow down to you um and that even if he doesn't y'all it made me think because you know I thought about this because I think maybe like a couple years ago, I wasn't at no mature state of mind of even if he doesn't <laughs> because I just want you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's forget the statue. Let's forget the three Hebrew boys. If we talking about you, we talking about me. You know what you want God to do, right? You know what you need from him. You know what is going to make your life better. And you don't want to hear nothing about no even if he doesn't. I want a house. I want to buy a house. All right, listen. <laughs> listen. And I'm going to let y'all in. Y'all lean in. Your girl want to buy a house. I don't want to hear nobody know even if he doesn't let me do that. I, I don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. Because I want what I want. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want a husband. 
Yes, y'all know that. If y'all listened to one episode, y'all know that. I want a husband. A good one, not just anyone. A good one. Um, One that ain't going to be out here cheating. One that's going to be honest. One that's going to be transparent. You know what I'm saying? One that's going to be providing well. All that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't want to hear about even if he does. <laughs> like, do y'all think about what y'all want? Think about... Think about what y'all want. Like, I want my businesses to be successful. I don't want to hear about even if he doesn't. Okay? That's just keeping it hot. Okay? You don't want to hear about that. Whatever's on your prayer wall, whatever on your prayer list, whatever you go to the altar about, you want it done. That's why you're praying about it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Right. So... You know, I was thinking about it, and I was just, and I was like, you know, they really, like, their life was on the line. Like, the stuff that I be praying for, like, I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want it. I want it bad. But these people, their life was on the line here. And, you know, it was just like, <laughs> you know, but even if he doesn't. Like, to even say, even if he doesn't. Whew, that would knock the wind out of a, out of many of us to even consider the fact that God may not do what we want him to do. Think about it. When you praying, you ain't saying that like, God, but even if you don't. No, you just like, nah, Jesus. Do it right now, Lord. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And so I, I sat there and I was thinking, I'm like, Lord, what is it? That made them say, but even if he doesn't, hmm, what, what, like, that's the level of maturity that, whew, okay, and you understand, this was like maybe a month ago that this thing was on me real hard, and then lo and behold, came up on a little situation little baby situation. It wasn't nothing life-threatening or life-changing, you know, but it put me into this place of surrender where I say, you know what, God, even if you don't, even if you don't, I'm not changing my mind on what I stand for. I'm going to stick to my guns. Even if you don't do this over here, I'm going to be all right with it because I'm not, I'm not wavering from what I have decided on this. You know what I'm saying? And so I felt like the Lord was finally pleased with me in this one little particular area. Um, and hopefully I can talk about it soon one day. Who knows, child? <laughs> but it was just like, you know, hmm. God, even if you don't, cool. And when I finally reached that point, God was like, now you have surrendered to me. Now you have, now you've really given it to me. And I want y'all to feel what I felt that day of like, you know what? Even if you don't though, like God is still good. He is still faithful. Even if he don't do the thing that you want him to do. He's still God and he's still good. As long as he's God, he's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing can knock him off his throne, even if we're disappointed for a second. And so 
I was just thinking about it and thinking about what, you know, the Hebrew bulls and how they, you know, even if he doesn't, like we still not going to bow down because sometimes we will get to, cause like I said, you know, point number one, we want to stick to our guns. We will relax our standards. You know, <laughs> we'll relax our standards for a situation of even if he don't. Like, well, even if God, maybe if he don't do this, then, you know, I'm just loosen up on, on my standards over here. So at least I can experience some type of pleasure. You know what I'm saying? So basically, had they not stuck to their guns, you know, like, well, even if, you know, even if God, you know, let's say he won't deliver us, then maybe we, maybe. Like that, even if, it'll lead you to a point of saying, well, maybe I should not stick to my guns like this. Right. But they were like, even if, even if God don't do, do this for us, just know we still ain't going to bow down. And so when you reach that level of surrender, when you reach that level of confidence in God or not even confidence in him, but if you just reach that level of, of love for him to say that, I mean, he's still, he's still cool. And I'm not, I'm still not going to. I'm still not going to accept this. I'm still not going to do what it is you're asking me to do. Um, even though I'm disappointed, even though like this didn't happen my way. Like, I really just think that there is like such a blessing in that space of saying like, you know, even if God don't do this one thing, how many other great things has he already done for me? Even if he doesn't do this one thing, it's probably because there is something greater than what we're asking for. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, that even if he doesn't, I just want y'all to like, just think about like what it is you're praying for. Think about what it is that's at the top of your request list and ask yourself, you know, even if God don't do this, would it be because he hates me? Would it be because he don't love me? Has he not already proven his love enough? You know what I'm saying? And I think that that would give us like a launching pad to be like, even if he doesn't, I'm still going to, I'm still going to stick to my guns. I'm still going to believe him for whatever he wants to do and just trust that he has my best interest at heart. All right. You know what I'm saying? I really pray that made sense. You know what I'm saying? Somebody let me know. Okay. But then number three, and then look at this episode again longer than I thought it was going to be. But there is a third point because after they didn't tell Nebuchadnezzar, like, look, whatever happens, happens, but we're not going to bow down to this doggone statue. Okay. Well, what happens next is that they, they didn't bow down. So what happens, <laughs> they end up in the fire furnace. Okay. And so, like I said, you have to read it on your own and kind of, you know, they turned the heat up hotter and all this. Like, they just really was, like, very upset about this. Um, verse 23, it says, so these three men, Sherry, Meshach, and Abednego, they fell into the blazing furnace. And it says they were still tied up. Okay? So they are tied up. Y'all can't see me, but I'm, like, motioning my hands. But they're tied up when they're thrown into this fire. Okay? Literally tied up when they fall into the fire. And, um, all the way down, it says they're in the fire, they're tied up. And what happens is they, um, 
somebody end up going look look up in there, right? They're looking in there. And the king is like, oh my God, what's going on? Um, did not we put three men in there? Lo and behold, I see four. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Um <laughs> he they he saw four men in there and let me see. I want to see exactly what it says. All right. Um, verse 25 says the king replied, but look, I see four men. They're untied, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are unharmed. The fourth one looks like a son of God. Okay, it looks like the son of God. Okay. Um, so what happens is the king, they threw him up in there, they tied up, and the king was like, Oh my God, um, I thought we sent three. Now I say it's it's Sherry, Meshach, Abednego, and the Lord. Wow. Okay. Um, and so naturally, what we know is that the Lord is in your fire with you, right? Yes, he is. But I was looking, right? And I'm like, hey, how about see? Um <laughs> But I'm sitting here and I'm like, hold it. It says, but look, I see four men. They are untied. They threw them into the fire tied. Okay. They threw them into the fire tied, but once they're inside of the fire, they are untied. And I was like, interesting. And God was like, this is because I will still give freedom while in the fire. Child. I am going to let that simmer because that thing about took me out that there is freedom in the fire. Hello? Y'all not saying amen, and I don't like that. <laughs> there is freedom in the fire. We find ourselves in these situations, in these places, and in these spaces where it's like, Lord, I did not ask to be here. I'm trying to do your will. I am trying to be obedient. I am trying to honor you. And here I have found myself in a fire. And God was just like, girl, that's because it's some purpose in the fire, sis. That's because I want to free you in the fire. See, sometimes we think we're free, right? We think that we're already where we need to be. But it takes the fire to truly loose us right? It takes being in the fire to loose our praise, to be able to like really build our relationship with God. It takes the fire to sometimes bring you closer to your family. It takes the fire to just develop the characteristics, the traits that you need to um be this business owner that you are desiring to be. Like sometimes the fire is just necessary and freedom can be found in the fire because so many times we really do think we already free. We really do think we got it together. We really think that everything is everything. But sometimes take that fire is what's needed to produce the better version of us, the free version of us. Yes. Yes. Are y'all? <laughs> y'all. That thing tripped me out because I was just like, yeah. Like, sometimes you need the fire. Like, homegirls in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it can be kind of like, ugh, I don't really know. Like, should I say that? Is it okay for me to say that? Sometimes a little fire 
got to come into that little situation to where you'll begin to feel comfortable speaking your mind and standing up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes, cause you got to get your heart broke sometimes, um, get your heart broken enough, enough times to where when you get into the next relationship, you already going in with your boundaries. You already going in saying, okay, um, I like you, but X, Y, Z can't be going on this. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like the fire that you experience, it will free you to be you. Come on, somebody. I know y'all hear me. Mic check. Mic check. That fire will free you to be you. You know what I'm saying? You may fire on your job. Sometimes that thing is going to free you to be the best entrepreneur that you can be. Sometimes it's the uncomfortable stuff that shapes you. I work in a, um, <laughs> I, listen, I worked this job, guys, and it seemed like the whole experience, the whole time in my life was just one big fiery furnace, okay? But in hindsight, I recognize that it freed me to be a better entrepreneur. I know how I want to run business. I know how I want to treat people who work for me. I know how I want to handle other businesses that I partner with. Um, because of that fiery furnace, I was freed in the furnace to say, because let me tell you something, I've always known, like, I want to have my own business. I want to do, you know, things for myself, but I was always afraid. But let me tell you something about that fiery furnace. Sis, I come out that furnace like never again. Nope. I'm working for myself. God, if you will help me and if you will provide the way, my God. And so that thing really, it freed me in a way to say, it, like the fear that was on me, the uncertainty, the insecurities that were there, being in that fiery furnace of that particular job freed me to say, Look, you have already been through the worst. Ain't nothing left for you to do but try this the way I've already shown you your life can be. You know what I'm saying? I ain't rich, but I'm free. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So there is literally freedom for you in the fire. Okay? Freedom for you to become the best you. The version of you that God saw when he created you. Sometimes that you is only freed while in the fire. Yeah, I hope that makes sense to y'all. Like, because it was just so, I don't know, it really helped me. I'll just say that. It really helped me to really just recognize that, like, hey, like, look, sometimes you can't avoid the fire. You can't, sometimes you just gonna end up in the fire. Could God have saved the three Hebrew boys before they ever touched the fire? Absolutely. But did he? No. Because we also needed that fire. We needed them to be loose in the fire to save the king. Like the fire is used for several different reasons. But what I noticed about these guys, they weren't even afraid of the fire. That's why they were able to say, even if he doesn't. Sometimes we're so afraid of the fire that we're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to grow. We're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to become better. We're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to experience what we need to experience we're so afraid of the fire we're so afraid of getting hurt that we won't even try to love nobody come on somebody i hear y'all mm -hmm. 
we so afraid of getting embarrassed that we we won't even attempt it. So instead, we'll sit on the sidelines and criticize everybody else who was actually in the game. It's because we scared. But see, if you will not be so afraid of the fire, then you too might have the opportunity of being freed in your fire so that you can become the best best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I had a whole nother point that I really want to hone in on, but I think I'm going to just chill. But listen, but listen, you can't be scared. Look, you can't be sitting around <laughs> jealous of other people who decided to go ahead and say, even if he doesn't, you can't be jealous of those people who have made up in their mind that even if God does, I'm going to try this anyway. Even if God don't let this, this plan succeed, I'm going to try anyway. Don't be sitting around jealous of those people because those are often the people who find astronomical levels of success. Those are the people who really walk in freedom. Whether they've gotten rich yet or not, they are walking in freedom. And I think freedom is, I think that's bigger than riches, y'all. Don't be the person sitting on the sideline watching everybody else say, man, even if you don't, I'm about to go for this anyway. Don't be the person sitting around jealous because you scared of the fire. If God is with you, you'll be in the fire and it won't burn you. You'll be in the fire walking around like they were. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yes, child. Um, we're going to stick to our guns, right? Um, yeah, we're going to stick to our guns. We're going to get to a point where it's like, you know, even if God don't, we know he got a better plan. We know that he's still God and he's still good no matter what he decides for our lives. And we're going to really understand that there is some freedom in the fire. Okay. That is my hope. That's my prayer for you guys. Um, as usual, if you got any questions, any concerns, hit me up, email me, um, DM me on Instagram or Facebook or something, because I, you know, I be loving when y'all hit me up because I be like, yes. And so we can always talk about it some more, whatever the case may be. But this is just something that I really hope you guys will understand that like God has so much for us. He really, really has so much for us, you know. But we got to do our part. And that may mean sticking to our guns. It may mean trusting him enough to say, Lord, even if you don't do what I'm asking you to do, I'm still just going to trust this thing anyway. And it could really trust that the fire may be good for us. The fire may be good for us, guys. If God lets you go get into the fire, trust that it's going to be good for you. Because if it ain't going to be good for you, then he's going to keep you from the fire. Trust me and believe. All right. So that's all I got, y'all. I'm going to uh, go ahead and go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for being good. We thank you for being faithful. Thank you for um, being all-knowing, God, just for being all-sufficient. We thank you, Lord, um, that you know us and you care about us. You care about the things that we care about. We can cast all of our cares upon you, Lord. We just give your name the glory. We give your name the praise. We lift your name higher above anything that we may be facing. God, I pray right now for our listeners, God. I pray that 
they will stick to their guns, God. I pray that you would give them a right spirit and a right mind and you will tell them um, the direction that they should take in. Um, just give them clear instructions, God. And I pray that once you have given those instructions, that they will be relentless in obeying what those instructions are. They will be relentless in doing life the way you have commanded them to. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just touch us all, God. Um, allow us to um, not be afraid to stand out, not be afraid to be different. Um, I pray that you would just let us forsake culture, even if that means um, being by ourselves, like whatever it is, God, that is not like you and you have no desire for us to be a part of God, give us a willingness to stick to our guns and say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to go after the life that he has for me instead of folding and caving into what everyone else would have us to do, say, or think now in the name of Jesus, God, I just pray that you would um, give us such a trust in you that we can know that even if you don't do the thing that we want you to do, that you're going to do the thing that we need you to do. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that we can truly find freedom in our fire, Lord Jesus. Um, Your word tells us that whatever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So Father, we know that if you are with us, then there is freedom. So even if you have to be with us in the fire, we know that we can find freedom in that place. God, we trust you. We depend on you. We lean on you. We are nothing without you, Father. Every moment of our lives, God, we pray will be infused with your glory, infused with your power. God, I pray that you will allow us to hope again, to trust again, to believe again, to see ourselves the way that you saw us at the point of creation. Father, we just trust you, God, and we love you. And we thank you, Father, for all that is to come, all that you've already done. Um, we just give your name the glory and we're excited about this month. We're excited about everything that's to come, Lord. We are just so excited about the move of God on Real Talk today. We're excited about the people that we get to talk to and reach. We are excited about it, God, and I pray that you just continue to blow on each of us, Father, in our individual lives. Bless us collectively. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Y'all have a good week, okay? And me and the girls will be back. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Talk Today with Vanya, Chris, and Be Real. In the meantime, trust that there is grace to mend the broken pieces. And as always, remember, you're loved, chosen, beautiful, and amazing.